Welcome to the Women in Diplomacy podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Sumnicht, and our mentor interview today is with Lieutenant Colonel Magna Dvorakova. She is head of the International Military Staff Office of the Gender Advisor at the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Before we jump into our interview with Magda, I'm really excited to introduce you to Lucy Bodalova. She is a special correspondent for the Women in Diplomacy podcast, and she also works at the Women, Peace, and Security Office at NATO. So she has been pivotal in helping me with the work of the Women of NATO series. Hi, Lucy. Welcome. Hello, Kelsey. Thank you so much for everything that you've done. One thing that we strategized about is that we wanted to make this episode available in both English and Czech. Yeah, exactly. Cassie, I I want to uh, thank you very much for letting me be your special correspondent and basically starting the uh, special Czech issue of the Foreign Policy Podcast. If you want to check out both the English and Czech versions of this interview, please visit theforeignpolicyproject.org. It's also available on iTunes. And Lucy, are you able to introduce that for our Czech listeners? Vítam posluchače české verze podcastu The Foreign Policy Project. A ráda bych naše posluchače upozornila na rozhovor s podplukovníkem Magdalenou Dvořákovou který si můžete poslechnout také v českém jazyce na webu theforeignpolicyproject.org. Women in Diplomacy je také přístupno na iTunes. A pokud si chcete dozvědět víc o agendě Žený mír a bezpečnost, můžete lajknout naši facebookovou stránku na to 1325 a jsme také na Twitteru pod zavináč na to 1325. Děkuji a příjemný posled. For listeners out there who are eager to learn more about NATO and the UN Security Council Resolution 1325 plus the Women, Peace and Security Agenda, do you have any recommendations of where we should start? Yes, uh, definitely. They can visit us on uh, nato.in slash nato1325 and there you can access our uh, monthly newsletters uh, to get uh, updates on Women, Peace and Security agenda. And you can uh, follow us on Twitter at NATO1325 and also on Facebook uh, with the same address. So if you are interested in Women, Peace uh, and Security agenda, follow us. Thank you. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. We are here with NATO Lieutenant Colonel Magdalena Dvorakova. You are also gender advisor on the international military staff. Tell us about your job. Hello. Thank you for inviting me to the Women in a Diplomacy podcast. The International Military uh, Staff Office of the Gender Advisor provides information and advice on a gender domain and also on the implementation of Resolution 1325. It also serves as a secretariat for the NATO Committee on Gender Perspectives. Among my uh, other responsibilities, I also collect and disseminate uh, latest information on NATO and national progress on the implementation of Resolution 1325. And additionally, also the office facilitates the dialogue with uh, partner countries and also liaise 
with international organizations and NGOs. What is the biggest challenge of your work? I would say to find the right way to address the people I meet on everyday base and the audience that I face once in a while on the international and external forum. NATO is um, an alliance of 28 and soon to be 29 nations. And it means besides the common approach that everyone agreed uh, in the NATO policy and action plan on the implementation of resolution 1325, also the 28 different backgrounds, experiences, um, and understanding what is actually gender perspectives, what is gender equality and gender mainstreaming. Everyone has some type of uh, gender stereotype in their mindset. So if I change the mindset of an individual and get him or her engaged in the gender agenda, or for example, the NATO Committee on Gender Perspective provides uh, the military committee a set of gender-related recommendations which are noted. I found that very rewarding. I guess that's the biggest challenge, but also the biggest treat for me. Why is the women, peace and security agenda important? Because of gender equality and the gender diversity. Because human rights are also women's rights. Uh, these are the mantras of many speeches uh, and simply said, as NATO is an alliance of nations with different cultures, religions and traditions, um, it is alliance with of nations with same goal. It is also alliance of men and women with the same goal, right? I believe that we are not anymore trying to make it relevant that women should be uh, members of the armed forces. They already were, they are, and they will be part of the military. The inclusiveness is essential for the use of the full potential from the population. The summary of the national reports uh, to the NATO Committee on Gender Perspective uh, on the implementation of Resolution 1325 uh, provide the latest updates on the common effort and the summary from uh, year 2015 shows uh, the progress. Uh, the average uh, percentage of women in armed forces of NATO member nations is currently 10.8, and uh, it is the highest in the past 17 years. The progress is gradual, but it is still progress. Uh, according to the latest data, we know that the percentage of women uh, who have been deployed in NATO missions and operations is 6.4%. Uh, and uh, another um, number that I would like to stress out from this summary is that uh, three nations in 2015 have opened all military positions to women, that is United States of America, Italy and France. And that means that it is almost 85% of NATO members that have opened their positions to women. How did you know that you wanted to work in international relations? How did you know you wanted to work in this field? I was an ex exchange student in a high school and it was an exceptional year for me. 
I think it gave me uh, the first hint that I really like to be in international environment. Uh, joining later after the high school, um, the military was a decision of a teenager with many options and not real visions. Also for the city person with rather academic background, I turned 180 degrees and went into a quite unknown environment for me, but later on it just turned to be the best decision or best choice for me. Why did you decide to work at NATO? Okay, before I started to work at NATO headquarters, I already was for seven years attending the NATO Committee on Gender Perspective as a national delegate. And the conferences are excellent opportunity to share experiences and knowledge and also a networking uh, for the gender agenda. Uh, and the latest development was very swift within the committee. And um, I think that also a big legacy of establishment of the special uh, representative for women, peace and security post here at NATO. And also um, established network of gender advisors. Uh, being a part of that and supporting it um, in common endeavor uh, is a great privilege to me. What advice do you have for young women who are interested in following in your footsteps? What do you wish you knew starting out? Um, is anyone is considering to join the military, I would just say go for it. Uh, you may have uh, different reasons to join military. You may feel you want to serve your country. Uh, it is um, maybe your family tradition or you do it for economical reasons, or you seek adventure, just just go for it. Even it is uh, going to be just for several years experience, it will definitely worth it. You learn about yourself, uh, you learn from the others, uh, you will find friendship which will last forever. And whatever experience or education uh, you get, you will be also able to use uh, in your following job. Uh, be yourself, be respectful, learn from the others, always work on yourself, gain the respect and uh, follow your instincts. And if you find your military service satisfying, then you may find your life career. Lieutenant Colonel Magdalena Dvorakova, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me.